perfect sync. I felt it. Felt it in my bones. I didn't even hear yours. It might have just overlapped with mine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it was a perfect sync. I think we both synced at the exact same time. Fucking rates. We're so there's sick. Our, <laughs> yeah, there's our false confidence again. <laughs> and the entire episode is just bust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we're getting better, maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, we're getting better. We're getting better. Welcome back to the Mythic Morons show, episode 48. We're back. I'm Chaney. And I'm Sid. And, Sid uh, Grover, which is an Indian last name because you're from India. Yeah, people wouldn't guess that, really, honestly. Grover being an Indian last name. I've been mistaken many times for, like, British and fucking Spanish even sometimes. I mean, the, yeah. the British That's it, were in India for a bit, so. Very true. For a bit, yeah, for a little bit. You might have uh, the evil white man in you somewhere. That's, you know, that's interesting because we were in the previous episode, we were talking about linguistics and like history of people and stuff like that. Um, check out our last episode if you haven't checked it out yet. But that's something I like my entire life I've sort of tried to figure out. Like, what is the origin of my last name? Because it's not like it is an Indian last name, but it also could be British. So like my theory is like could potentially of a British dude came down here and like, you know, had some fun and like met a couple Indian women and just like, you know, did his thing like that or you know who knows i know how my origins how, I would, how deep how, how far ago how far does it go i know the first person with the last name cheney oh that's sick how um, far does that go 1500s um noble family um like my my ancestors lived in castles in hungary it seemed um his his name was cock <laughs> Cock Cheney. I'm not kidding. It's like maybe it might be pronounced like shock. Cock with a K or a C? It's or a like C-H-K. a. It's like oh, it might be like a CS something. Um, oh, <laughs> whoa there. Um, whoa. What do you mean? Buddy's got, a, buddy's got a fucking name. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Silent S. Well, like my last name used to be spelled C S A N Y I, which is like a pretty typical Hungarian name. But when they came over yeah. to Canada, apparently the nuns, the Catholic nuns, were like, that's not, like, English enough. That's so, Canadian enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, see the, how uh, the C and the S don't actually make a ch sound? But we're like, yes, it does. Yeah. C and S in Hungarian makes a ch sound. They're like, nope, C and H makes a ch like, sound. Nope. So you're now, your last name is now C-H-A-N-Y-I. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. So, how do you find that out? Well, how, like, what kind of digging do you have to do for that? Um stories passed down from generations okay that's cool my yeah i've tried asking my parents that they're like they just didn't give a fuck enough to ask i guess to their parents or at least like the that fucking broken telephone kind of game that just stopped working first of all but i actually did find this out a couple days ago i found out that when somebody in my family dies or like i guess in most indian families when they die um you send the ashes to the ganges river right Mm -hmm. um it's a sacred river in India. Um, it's pretty polluted now. It's actually quite disgusting nowadays. But nonetheless, it's a sacred river. Um, and you spread the ashes along the river and then bathe in them, which is, yeah, it, that's what it is. And then when you're there, you meet some priests who they give you your family book, essentially, which is your entire lineage of, you know, each parent, parental family, parent. Um, yeah, each parent's lineage and my mom told me like when my grandmother died she did she wrote down you know her name my name my sister's name as the living kind of family members um and then she said that it's an entire book of her family and you know she told me that and i'm like i need to see that book like i need to figure what my lineage is you know did you ever have that desire like you wanted to like were you ever curious about that um i was but i think i know enough uh hmm. Like I'm like, I, I think Canadians get, and like Americans too, they get hung up on like on their lineages a lot, but like, I got to remember, like I'm Canadian, like I'm fucking fifth generation Canadian. It's just mm-hmm. who I am now. So that's the important stuff um, for mm-hmm. me now. But for you, I guess it is like, it's more recent. So it's yeah a lot more intriguing. Whereas me, it's like, yeah, my history feels like a big question mark, honestly. Cause all I know is like the past two, three, two generations, I guess. The only thing I really want to know is why my great-great-grandparents came to Canada. Because I I still don't entirely know that, but that's it. 
I think it's because of communism, <laughs> but just a guess. Could be, could be. But um, I guess all this Indian talk should lead to somewhere. Uh, the White Tiger, Sorry. possibly? The White Tiger, yes, sir. New movie on Netflix that just came out. Um, yeah. I went into this yeah. cold. Cold, cold as a as turkey, as... yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like... Uh, well, as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I know I said, like, saw this movie. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. Um, yeah. I've never been familiar with Indian cinema before. Um, I know Bollywood's obviously a big thing. Um, but, like... Bollywood's a big thing. This, yeah. was, this was, like... <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> like, other than, like, maybe some travel shows, this was, like, the heaviest I've delved into, like, Indian culture. Yeah. Yeah, I fi- I figured that like you know you probably haven't seen many like Bollywood movies if not any, um, it's not really a Bollywood movie like it's not I I think it's more this is production wise more of a Hollywood film you know like this is more of an English produced thing, but nonetheless it gives you a good vibe of what Indian life and culture is like, so I, that's that's why I wanted you to watch it I was I figured you know you probably haven't seen many Indian movies so you don't know much about the culture and this. You know, as far as being a non, like, uh, not not non, but like, I guess as far as being a English speaking Indian movie, it, it it kind of is a good introduction to what Indian culture is like. So, how did you feel about this movie? Overall thoughts, um, good movie. I don't know if I'll watch it again though. Yeah, I don't think I'll watch it again either. Um, unless I un- unless I say like. Unless I try and show it to somebody, I think it's. A, I think this movie acts as a good education tool. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, I'd recommend this movie, but like, um, to select people. Um, yeah. Cool. This movie is like what is it, two hours five minutes long, and like, no offense, but I f- I felt every minute. Um, not like not that I was like distracted. I never went on my phone once during this movie, but. Mm-hmm this movie felt like every minute of it and it's like a heavy ass movie um yeah i have a theory on long movies for me and i want to know i want to know if it like if it um sort of vibes with you as well yeah Um, so like this movie is consistently good right it's a consistently good well acted well written movie for over two hours right you would agree with it i I would, I have, um, yeah, I'll get into it, but I have some problems with pacing in this movie. Yeah, me too. But, but like, you know what I mean? In terms of like, but yeah, well, definitely well acted. Well, um, for the most part, I think really well directed too. just gu- yeah. in, in terms of guiding along the story. So yeah, it's, it's a good, movie, it's like consistent. Say. But the thing it's is with me sure. with like long movies, I need oomph scenes. I call them oomph scenes, like sprinkled in. I need at least like two would hope yeah, for three yeah. that's why i can sit down and watch hateful eight no fucking problem right yeah. because like they've got three fucking oomph scenes that i am going to that i like so much that i'm going to sit through the rest of the movie in order to build up my anticipation for the eventual like greater enjoyment of right of those scenes same principle AKA with godzilla menace like godzilla and the menace. yeah and the phantom menace yeah exactly fuck me like <laughs> like no that there's that's one oomph scene but it's the best fight scene in movie history so and there's a couple oomph scenes but yeah primarily it's the oomph scenes okay. that bring you back to what it. do you mean okay couple no, no there's one oomph scene the rest of them are fucking meme <laughs> okay. scenes they're meme are we scenes about to get and, into this right now no 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 they're <laughs> you're they're meme <laughs> scenes and you fucking know it you mean Jar Jar going back to his home planet is not eye catching enough for you to want to watch the movie again? That's just heartbreaking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. Anyways, let's see it. Yeah. So okay. what? What this movie lacked for me was an oomph scene. It was close. Yeah. But like nothing, I'd be willing to commit to again. Okay, my response to that is you're right. This doesn't have an oomph scene. It tries to have an oomph scene. For me, it had an oomph. Uh, middle section of the movie let's put it like that what do you mean it had that? an oomph it, basically i think one third of this movie was for me at least like what you're describing as an oomph that that kind of like what a weird description what a weird word but i mean um just makes you go uh, oomph. That, 
yeah, like I guess the that emotional response that I got was an entire section of this film, really. Um, it wasn't one scene that did it for me, but it was a it was a collection of scenes and a couple of moments that was to lead to, you know to something. Okay, I think we should like summarize what this movie sort of is, so that we're not like we're also following track and be explained to the audience. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah, somewhere along the middle for me is when the movie kind of gripped me and had the had my attention fully grabbed. Hmm. But um, okay, a quick summary for what this movie is. Um, it's set in India. It's uh. Okay, let me just pull up the characters' names so I don't fuck up here. Yeah, listen, I'm not even going to try to pronounce most of the characters' names. I'm going to leave that to you. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in this country, in Canada, for like 20 years. Yeah, so but I'm gonna I can't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so pretty notable cast, honestly, too. So, The White Tiger, it's about. Uh, so, in India, just to give you some context, in India, even to this day, there are caste systems. Like, people have probably heard about this before. Um, but like for, you know, throughout the history of India, people, you're, you're born into a class, whether you're, uh, you know, like on a high class where you're, you know, you're rich, you're, you have servants to take cater to your needs, or you could be born into like a substantially lower class where you essentially are the servant. And, and these are different worlds, like completely, there's no class crossing. You can't, there's like very little, like if you're born as a servant, there's very little hopes or aspirations for you to get out of that servitude life and it's it's kind of like a doggy dog world in that sense where you know no government no upper body is looking out for you like this is your life you're living in the gutters as a servant or a a lower class person and really just have you and your family to look after with very little money or resources um and this is something I kind of I've known all my life about India. You know, I've been fortunate enough that my parents immigrated out of India. They built a life in Canada. And, you know, I was just told stories of sort of what life is like back in India. And I've seen it I've, myself. I've seen how these caste systems sort of operate. Um, so I guess in this movie for, you know, being on Netflix, I think one being on Netflix is such an amazing thing that anybody can watch this movie and sort of learn something about India. And like the way of life in India, it's it's drastically different from Western society. So if you go into this movie and you know nothing about India, you might think this is like highly fictionalized to some degree or like this is kind of prehistoric way of living. But this is like to this day, India is very much very class uh, centered and, and and divided. I will say. Like, so, yeah, like India is like one of the scariest countries for me to even potentially visit in terms of like culture shock. I feel like I need to travel to mm. so many more other places to get experience with travel before I even attempt to try to travel to India. Oh, I I hope this movie doesn't discourage you. No, or it doesn't discourage wanting to travel into you. But yeah. it like it's a India is like I guess okay, it's it, it might be one of those things like depending on who you know, but like from my perspective, you know, like I have family in India, so anytime I go there I'm always I'm I'm good. I'm taken care of in that sense, but like India is a beautiful country that is absolutely like for sure from our perspective is a culture shock. You would be for sure shocked to like to go there and be like, this is a completely different way of life operating than what Canada or America mm -hmm. or Europe for that matter is like. And like, um, the, and that's principally, yeah, that's just driven by the class system. Yeah. The class the system is just like, it was a shock to me. Like I, okay. I'll just give you an example. Like my family is, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not like a lower class family in India or anything like that. We have good housing. We have servants to take care of us. And that's very normal. That's kind of a normal thing. We have drivers, um, you know, like, okay, it's weird. Like Uber eats is kind of a newer thing in India. They've had that there for anything like delivery drivers and services for like 20, 30 years. Like they've just, that's just been a normal thing. You get people to take care of your needs. So I've always known whenever I go to see my family, I've just known a comfortable life. But then the second you kind of step outside the door and you want to go to the mall, you just see like a different world, like completely like the street world. Um, and it's jarring. It's like, like I've, uh, you know, it's my sister when she's seen it and she's very young, it makes her kind of cry and like get very emotional because it's just, it's so different from Canadian life and like the kind of values that we're taught here in Canada is like, that's, unacceptable to some degree i guess um 
but yeah, anyways, like, what am I saying? The caste system is sort of the primary force in this movie, The White Tiger, where the protagonist in the movie, uh, his name is Balram. Balram is uh, born into a lower a lower caste of, you know, like a very low caste. And even he has, to a degree, he has aspirations to get out of this class. He's smarter. Like, you get the sense that he's smarter than the kids around him. He's curious. He asks questions and wants to know more and for that you know from some part of his family like his father kind of you know he 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 gives him like praise for that i guess like wants him to kind of pursue those kind of questions or whatever and get a better life but then you see the opposite perspective of that which is like his grandmother or his like the old school way of thinking which is like no like you're born into this so be happy here and this is your life take care of your family and forget about your aspirations forget about your dreams like this life that you're born into is your life so deal with it sort of thing and that's kind of true to indian culture it's um it's it's very brutal in that sense where it's like you know this, it's a matter of fact like this is if this is who you are then that's who you are like don't think too much about it don't worry about your dreams or aspirations you know so Balram as a protagonist sort of is a is a white sheep or as like they, they call it literally in this movie a white tiger um, symbolized as somebody who's born only once into the generation a um, sort of a once in a one in a million type of a character so which I that's think who like he kind of is plays into his character a bit because for sure from a very yeah. young age he, he was told like he was destined for greater things and he kind of loses his way in pursuit of that which i think is kind of the, the plot yeah which again in like a way in a, in a way yeah and that's kind of like where one of my problems with the movie comes in um because it, it seems totally inconsistent at the end like the end's very jarring and that's where i think you have that the ending that is, is that's i think the ending will be where our bulk of the discussion is yeah i think because yeah. i have a, even i have a lot of a lot of questions about that I, I got in a i watched the movie with my family so i got a good variety of discussion going on there but let me just finish the summary so we can just kind of catch up to what the movie is yeah and let's get into the discussion so you know balram grows up um in this village and he he's basically forced to work within the village and not get educated so he he's kind of he's not the smartest tool in the shed per se and you know but at the same time he he knows there's a bigger world out there and he wants to be a part of it so the second an opportunity sort of arises for him to become the driver of a rich family he jumps at the opportunity he wants to take it um and base that's when more characters are introduced there's um there's um Priyanka Chopra Jonas the that's her name now I guess um you know you know Priyanka Chopra she married Nick Jonas um she's kind of the wife of this rich Indian billionaire son who's like he's fully Americanized um and and they're just this like American couple who has moved back to India to like help with some family issues and even what you know through their perspective that's for me, it was almost like my view into the world where it's like, you know, even for them, everything they saw was jarring, how these servants are treated, how they're talked to. They're coming at it with like this really westernized point of view. But like India is India, like they don't give a fuck about where you're from or what your nationality is. Like the way things go is the way things go. So they are brought back into India and Balram senses the opportunity to become a driver for this guy and to learn under him to learn kind of tricks of the trade on how to become rich how to become successful so he jumps to the opportunity and even in doing so he pulls a couple of shady moves to kind of inch his way into the favors of this rich family um and and just from the beginning it shows you sort of how cutthroat this world of the lower caste system is this you gotta pull some shady shit you gotta like you know cut some throats not literally but um, you know, you got to make some moves to, to grow in this, in this ladder. Um, so when he finally does get to become a driver for this family, you know, he's treated like absolute dog shit. Um, he's given a bed to stay in, but it's, it's basically in a garage with fleas and cockroaches and no, you know, it's, he's just, he's talked down upon. He's not treated like a human. He's treated like 
another just a third species like a third being treated worse than people treat animals so and, and that's kind of sort of how life is in india it's this casteism really divides people's views on other humans which is just it's cold and even for me i i i found having like a hard time watching it and wanting to think like if that was me in this position i would fucking slap the shit out of that guy i don't care who's paying me or whatever like if you talk to somebody like that that's just disrespectful but balram is just such a focused individual he's just like he knows that this is part of the game and that if he wants to if he wants to grow and become rich and successful he has to play his part so that's sort of what this world is everybody has a part to play and you you sort of play that part to become to just grow in the in the system um and yeah so i don't know i guess i guess we'll get into spoilers for this movie too sort of um I don't want to spoil the the whole twist, but this movie has sort of a parasite vibe to it, uh, a big parasite vibe. You know, the South Korean Oscar-winning film Parasite just, I think, brought a lot of more interest into just culture, different cultures, films and stuff, but especially into this kind of class versus class kind of dynamic, and that's sort of what you get here. You get a lower class uh, individual rather than a family, but individual going up against a high class family and how do they infiltrate that setting how do they kind of get into that into that system um so a certain event takes place a a murder happens I'll leave it at that and um Balram is left to take the blame for that and I I'll, I'll basically leave it at that because that after that point it's um the movie just gets more interesting. And that's when I've kind of got hooked to it. And I think that's when, what, as the story unravels, it becomes more revealing into what the story is about. So we'll leave it at that. If you watch it, then, you know, obviously, I don't think I've spoiled too much, but um, it kind of goes on from there in interesting ways. And it's also, it's narrated. The movie is narrated from a, uh, from both Ron kind of in the future, talking back to us in the past. So he's, as the movie's going on, he's sort of laying out hints and clues as to what the situation was. Um, so I guess let, let's get into it then. Let's get into the discussion and sort of talk about specifics. Um, so, nice yeah. synop- nice plot synopsis. Is that how you say it? Synopsis? Synopsis. That's what I say, it, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's a real one. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? I think so. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting move. I thought it was going to go... Well, actually, no, I couldn't even say that because, like, it, it shows you the end point of Balram, which is actually, like, what mm-hmm. kept me watching because I wanted to know how he went from, um, you know, sweet maker rich to, to rich successful guy. Um, yeah. So, like, in that aspect of the movie, like, that's what kept me hooked throughout, mostly. Um, I wanted to me, know... What, honestly, I'll say me too. Yeah. It's just... Um, sorry, go on. Yeah. Uh what was I going to say? Oof. It's just, man, like the, like you said, the pacing is the, is like the real issue. Cause like you spend most of your time with Balram and like at a certain character arc, if you know what I mean, like a certain point yeah. of the character arc, it sort of lingers on, but then it just all of a sudden you get a, a switch, right? Um, yeah. you get a good switch at the, at like the twist at like the, um, with regards to um, the murder, um, the one with, you know, the car, um, that's a good, like, you know, instant switch in character. That makes sense to me. But Mm. as it goes on, like, that sort of character lingers on, and then all of a sudden you get, like, an instant new Balram with, like, totally different mannerisms and everything. And it's just super jarring at the end there. I felt I I felt almost to the entirety of this film I could feel very invested into the character of Balram. Balram um, was the like only character I could really get invested into. Yeah, and I think that's that's interesting for you to say actually because you know, um, this is such a cultural gap from like anything you've probably seen before. So it's I think it's a, to a success of this movie for you like as an outsider to this world to really feel personally connected to. This. So I think that that is a that's a positive. Uh, a credit to this film it it can make you feel 
at least for me, like I, you know, knowing what I know about India, which it, it, it really helped me kind of feel more invested into this character. But I guess even f- like for anybody, it's just, it's a humanitarian issue. I think what it comes down in this movie, like what he kind of goes through, it's just like, you know, borderline human rights issues that he's sort of suffering through um, that make you as just another human being want to empathize with him. Um, and so like, you know, throughout the movie, I, I, I was, I felt like I was in the mind of Balram. There was, I was, you know, whether I had a couple of drinks that night when I was moving, I was just, I, when I was watching the movie, I was just loose or whatever it was. I felt like I was in the mind of this character and my thoughts were his thoughts. And at things that I wanted to happen to him or, or for him were the same things he wanted to happen for him. So I think that's like amazing for the movie to really put me in place of this character. You know, um, I, I could really relate with him. This guy that just, you know, an aspirational character who just wanted to make it out of the situation, the world situation that he was kind of born into and just having to put up with all this shit. And I like, y- for me like the jarring point wasn't necessarily when the murder happened because that's when for me that was the hook that was the point when the first murder i should say um that, that might be a little spoiler uh we gave a warning yeah uh, we gave a warning yeah that's true at that point i felt like okay this is now more of a predicament for balram rather than his opportunity seeking and after that it was just him getting sort of like just sort of shit on by other people just you know told what to do and he had no voice in those situations but through his acting you know through the acting of um the actor adarsh gurva is his name um it it just made you resonate with you know he has his own interior dialogue knowing what's going on isn't right knowing that it's not fair but what can he do and, and even, you know, he even says it in the film, like he didn't know if he could stand up for himself because as a servant born into this world, it makes sense. You wouldn't even know if you could talk to your masters like that. You wouldn't know if you could speak back to them and say, no, I don't want this to happen to me. I, I want at least pay me. You know what I mean? He says it. He says it in, in, in retrospect, like I should have asked for money. Like, what was I doing? But in that moment, I could resonate with him like. I could feel that anger and that sort of just tension build up. And that's why I'm saying like, for me, the hook was an entire portion of the film rather than the beginning or the end, because the beginning and the end was sort of bouncing back between the, this successful Balram who was narrating back to the audience of like his journey. And you're right. Like i kind of relate similarly to you where you say that was, um, that was bringing me back into the story. That was, uh, made my interest kind of gauge where I'm like, how does he get from servant to rich guy? Um, so that was, co- that was a constant plot device just to bring you, bring your interest to the foreground. But it was in that middle section where you get to think like, what is he going to do as this guy brought up as a servant? Is he going to take revenge? Is he going to play it smart? Is he going to, what is he going to do essentially? Yeah. I felt that a little misleaded. Yeah. Because, like, I, I thought it was established early on that he was a smart character because, you know, he was told so in a school he was going to get a scholarship right. to whatever. And yeah, it felt like what the movie was leading up to was, like, Balram was actually smarter than his masters and he was going to outsmart them and manipulate them in a way. But, like, as the movie went on, that wasn't really evident. And it kind of yeah, felt yeah. weird to me because it went from... Um, this infiltration um, sort of uh, cat and mouse type of movie to yeah. just like a beat down movie that just made you feel yeah. like shit. So yeah, 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 completely. I agree. Um, that was a little misleading to me in a way. It's but I'll I'll say this to that. It's not like like Parasite is kind of like that where it's like the you know the the lower class people are outsmarting the rich and the rich are dumb and the poor are smart. Like it's sort of that dynamic, but. And, and, you know, I don't know what life in South Korea is like, whether that's true to the culture, the people there. But from, you know, from what I understand about India, like this was really honest, a really honest interpretation of people where as smart as Balram is, he was so fixed in his way of life that he didn't know any better. 
And I feel like that's that's honest. Like that's very true to people. They weren't trying to just make a character that's smarter than everybody else, you know. And and at the end of the day, it wasn't his wits that got him out of the situation. It was something else entirely. He had to transform and become something different. Um, and I think that plays into the message of the film. But in a weird way, this film has a really weird message. Like I I can't wait to talk about the ending and to figure out with you like what is this movie about because. I don't think it's like you're right like the movie is not as clear as it's painting like as it's it's sort of making itself out to be it's not just lower class overcomes the top class through their wits it's really not that it's something else it's it's to me it was sort of a honest portrayal of just like when you're born into the society and this world of like the lower class the lower caste that's your world and you don't know any better you know there's you know i i i kind of could i couldn't i couldn't like think like oh why isn't this guy outsmarting these people just because he answered a couple questions in elementary school you know what i mean like it made sense to me that his relation to his relationship to his masters was very black and white like these are my masters and i am their servant what they ask for me i will do and i will offer myself to them fully and willingly you know right um, but it, it's like it felt like an oceans vibe to me where like he started hatching some type of plan um as soon as he mm-hmm. saw like the youngest brother return like he had something in the back of his mind um for him to better himself that way yeah. you know what i mean it, like it, in the beginning at least and then yeah i, I don't know it, it, maybe I, I just was over interpreting things and just um playing into no no i think i think cheney i think you're you're kind of right in the sense where it's leading you to believe a certain thing and then it pulls a 180 on you i think that's intentful i think they want you to think this is a a you know a story of lower class people overcoming the upper class through their wits Mm. they want you to think that from the first act or two acts but then it transforms into something else what you're saying is it subverted my expectations Ooh, I am saying that. Uh oh. I am saying that. Uh oh. Yep. Uh oh. I think I think it was trying to subvert your expectations. It, I mean, it subverted mine. It did. It did. I, I was having this discussion with my family for a while. Like, what did we think about that? And it kind of left us all with our, you know, not our jaws to the floor. I want to leave it that dramatic. But I mean, it left us all kind of spe- kind of speechless, where we couldn't figure out what the movie was trying to say at the end. I still you have know? no idea. Um, it's a. It's. I find it a very cynical ending. I find it super cynical. I find like, it just it's, an off it's ending dark. because, like, like the the it is weird. The, it's the tone it's changes. Awfully. Like, it it seems triumphant. Like, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. But to me, it wasn't much of a triumph. Yeah. To to what he did, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like think about the Rambo. Okay, I'm gonna get like deep in the spoilers now. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. Yeah, let's get this is this is final spoilers warning <laughs> for people out there. The ending's like this happy go lucky, like everything worked out type of ending. But like, think about what he yeah. did to get there. He killed some guy, not some guy. He killed yeah. his master, who, like, for most of the movie was a pretty decent guy. And then um, when his wife left and like his brother kind of got hold of him, he sort of reverted back to, you know, being more like his brother. Um, and then. Yeah, the master-servant dynamic mm-hmm. more took over there. He abandoned his family and possibly had, you know, was the result of them getting massacred. Um, oh, but don't worry, he saved his nephew, who we'd never seen in the movie before. Um, yeah. And then all of a sudden everything's like happy and go lucky. Like, I did it. I'm I'm a good boss. I learned from the mistakes of the old upper class and i'm going to be the new upper class and it was just so yeah weird to me it didn't make yeah. much sense no yeah it was weird to me too man and like it was, that's that was my issue with pacing in this movie that the entire like last act felt so compressed uh, even the beginning like sort of felt compressed like the for me my favorite part was just that chunk of middle where you know when he's in that situation i felt very invested and then everything after afterwards felt like let's catch you up to the present day the lead up to sort of where he's like the second murder was awesome and i fucking love yeah yeah but like everything before was just like a little iffy like 
um, and everything after was just yeah so rushed and so it felt unfinished um, felt like yeah I mean that that ending just kind of just ended like it just sort of just ended right there and I and we like my whole house felt like okay something else has got to happen like there's got to be some ramifications to this yeah I expected nope, like you know. more in terms of how he got from the 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 old sweet maker to the rich man like i yeah. expected no, but it that to was kind of like more of a transition like it, it set it felt yeah. like they're going like they were doing a pretty gradual transition with his character throughout most of the movie yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden it's just switch instant switch no they gave that through a montage like a couple a couple of shots just rapidly cut together like yeah that the main bulk like that that part of the movie which i felt was like what we were leading into like how does he become how does he transition into this servant into the rich guy was just all that information was given through a through a uh, montage and a monologue yeah so the, and that disappointed me too yeah so my like, main, i thought that's what the movie my was main investment to. in the movie was reduced to a montage so yeah you can see why yeah. Like, oh yeah this is a good movie with good scenes and good acting and all that but like i'm not gonna watch yeah, the it payoff again. was a bit the payoff was a bit like a bit quick i guess just really quick to the gun it felt like they were trying to end the movie like they they knew they had a good movie and they were like let's just end it like let's let's just get to the point already or something like that like it felt like that it felt like as soon as those like important events occurred they were trying to rush to that ending you know you don't and maybe you know this is the truth of india like if you have money you can get away with anything there like you can pay off the cops you can you know if you have money you can become a, a, you know a boss or like you know a leader in that shit um as he became maybe that's just speaking to the truth of the culture there even i don't know too much about it but i i, I shared some like insight with my parents like how did they feel you know my parents have grown up in india and they know about this this sort of corruption and this sort of cutthroat grind they were sharing me stories of how you know servants have murdered their elderly masters in cold blood because they just they had they were fed up with it they just had enough shit you know and and they were pointing that out from the beginning of the movie they're like oh he's gonna kill them he will kill them and i'm like no 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 he's that's balron that's my dude like he's morally on the high ground he's smart he's gonna he's gonna be a smart mm-hmm. man and his wits are gonna bring him to this you know successful state but they called it they were like you know at a certain point you just get fed up of all this shit that's sort of what happens um, yeah, and, and and it's weird because yeah. you're right. Like Baram, for most of the movie, is like morally on the high ground, and then all of a sudden he's not because you know, yeah. like no matter what, like murder is just not something you should do. But then all of a sudden, yeah, like, after it's like his rise to success was like, was it worth it? Because even you said like maybe he lost his entire family in order to get there. Like that's unclear to us as an audience, but right, and that's just brushed away with one line. Murder in the montage yeah i have no yeah. idea what happened to my family oh yeah i want to know what happened to your family i want to know if you're a fucking like piece of shit or not exactly exactly me too yeah i want to know like is what is the actual ramifications of what he did and we didn't really get that nothing like um, he like there's we got no information on on his ramifications like the only thing yeah. that could possibly you know come from his murder is the like the massacre of his family and village and like yeah. we don't even but get I, that, I, and that everything works I out guess, peachy for him. I guess what we get is that he doesn't even care. Like he's beyond his family at this point, which is yeah, like it may like I don't know if I believe this as a criticism of mine, but like my like really conflicted opinion about this movie is like what kind of a message is this trying to send? What kind of a character is Bo Ram? Yeah, you know, like what what are they trying to tell with this movie? Murder this is something good. I'm kind of. Yeah, like, just, like, by any means necessary, like, who cares of who dies in the way, get to where you need to get to and get to the top. Like, I don't know. It's a really, that's why I'm saying it's cynical. It's, like, this guy doesn't care if his family is dead or not. He's finally a boss in this world. Mm-hmm. And the, and it doesn't really even show him, like, balancing the morals of that. Like, no. he doesn't seem to care at all if his family is dead. Like, that transformation in character is so drastic that, like I feel what you're saying. It's just kind of, it just kind of happens. Right. Like all of a sudden. As long as he's a good businessman now, that he yeah. treats his drivers good. Oh, that's good. Um, hey, he murdered a guy and possibly was the consequence of like his entire right. village getting massacred. 
Uh, you might like, want to no, reflect on that. No, no, we're not going to yeah, do that. He's he a good is. driver, though. No. He, 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 yeah. He's a good boss. He, he's a businessman now. He's a business he's, owner. He's a good businessman. He treats people who get hit by cars nicely because he had a traumatic experience yeah. with a car. And people, yeah, I'm like, I'd be really disappointed. Like, that's what their message for this whole thing was was like, just treat your workers nicely. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It felt like that's weird. It, it is a message of this film, I guess. Like, you know, if you're if, if we have Indian listeners here, like people in India listening to this, and you got servants, man, like, just you know, treat them like human beings, treat them with respect, right? Here's a life lesson for you, <laughs> you know. Like, I don't know, is that what they're trying to say? I, I think it, it seems to me like that's kind of what they're trying to say. <laughs> it felt like they're trying to say, like, out with the old upper class by yeah. any means necessary and provide yeah, a yeah. new upper class. <laughs> like on some nicer. revolutionary shit. Yeah, it, it felt revolutionary. Even the last shot, mm-hmm. even in the last shot, right? Like it, it completely breaks the fourth wall and Balram is talking to you as an audience. Um, I don't remember exactly what he says, but it basically ends off with, we are the many. We are like, look at us. We are the many. And literally that is the case. This is a conversation I've had since watching that movie with my family. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of political shit going on in India right now, and I keep saying it. Like, why are the like lower class people like, you know, if they've realized that they are the many in this situation, that they could rise up in this in this case, and that's sort of what this movie kind of shows right. in a weird way. Um, but if you have like historical context of things, like this idea of, oh, we'll just get rid of the the current establishment, and then we'll make a new establishment that's on a higher moral ground. Um, mm-hmm. doesn't really work out because as soon as you start replacing the upper class with the lower class and then generations into that new upper class, like the same problems repeat themselves. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. it's just, it's just like, it, it felt like an empty message to me, like with no context, no counter argument, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. It's, um, I don't know if it was an empty message for me in that sense, but it was a, like a, con- like a really convoluted message maybe like a really like i don't know like people people will take it in different ways like some people might take it as we must revolt against the oppressors we must rise above our you know masters or whatever um and that's sort of what that like that last shot just kind of it to me it pierced me in that way it was just like all these like it was breaking the fourth wall these like group like this large wide shot of, of drivers just staring into the camera with their arms crossed like like they were the bosses and it's you know i was talking to my dad about it after like what did you think of that and we both kind of landed on the point which is like it was almost like they were eyeing the audience who are of the higher class indians and are like like we see you you know like don't forget that we are also people don't forget that we could do this so in a weird way, it was almost threatening. <laughs> like It was almost a threat to the higher class people of India. I don't know. That's what kind of I landed on. Yeah, and maybe I just lack cultural um, insight because like, I was just confused. And I was like, he was talking about like typical Indian movies where the master kills, the, uh, sorry, where, the, where the, the, the slave kills the master and then he feels good about it. Or and then he feels bad about it. Like, that's not this movie. And I was like, huh? It's not this movie. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, why isn't it this movie? Like, is murder okay then? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple things about this movie. One is like, it's it's distinctly not a Bollywood film, right? This movie is meant for wider audiences to watch, interpret, and understand. Um one one of the reasons it's not a Bollywood film, there's no dance number in this movie. I don't know how much you know about Bollywood movies, but in any given Bollywood movie, there's at least three like musical dance numbers, literally like full-blown high school musical type shit, where they're now in a foreign country dancing with an ensemble of dancers, singing a song that, who the fuck wrote it? Nobody cares. It's just, that's a matter of Bollywood film. There's so many fourth wall breaking elements. Um and slow mo shots, at least seventeen. And slow mo shot. Oh boy, the slow mo shots all day long. I will say that one scene of like that car tumbling and that Bollywood action hero pulling him out of the car while he's tumbling. Like I don't know if you've seen it. There's like a car rolling in, over. And not over. in this movie. No, right? not in this movie. 
Okay. It's like an old, it's like a Bollywood action movie. It's just the most you're, Yeah, you're thing. mentioning like 99% of Bollywood movies at this point. Okay, never mind. <laughs> With a car I, flipping, an explosion, like that's almost everything. I thought it was a standout scene. Turns out it's just common practice. No, dude. If you Google, like that is literally like, it's like in their budget of Bollywood movies, they have to allow for a minimum of two car flips and explosions. Like I was watching, my parents were watching a Bollywood movie the other day and it was like in the end credits like not even like a post credit scene but just in the end credits the movie was over but they had to throw in a car flip and explosion like by that point people walked out of the theater bro what's the point of this end credit it's not scene. even a part of the story anymore the end credit scene an, of the like bollywood the, cinematic universe is just a fucking exactly, car crash exactly exactly they're like this will lead into the next car crash or something <laughs> but it's it's a given it's a trope it's a it's a cinematic trope of bollywood movies it doesn't make sense to me um but yeah this movie anyway back to my point this movie is not a Bollywood movie. It's a, it's a, I, I don't even want to call it a Hollywood movie in the sense, but it's just, I think Netflix is sort of making this ground for, you know, multiple or not multiple, like any sort of culture to just their stories to be told. And I love that. I love that Netflix exists, man. Like, I love that this movie will be seen by millions of people around the world and and for the first time, really, you know, for most people, they'll learn something about India. I learned something about India in this. I I, I was deeply conflicted watching this movie. It feel me. It made me feel like a lot of emotions. Surprisingly, I felt a lot of anger. I felt a lot of, um, like happiness at times, but mostly just frustration. You know, I like I said, I was. I felt like I was in the mind of this character Balram, and I just like his thoughts and what he was going through. I could relate to that. I, I felt like, yeah, this is something I would be thinking right now. I would want to take revenge, but how would I take revenge? And I would contemplate those things. Um, I don't know what that says about me, but I don't think I would go as far as to murder. I definitely don't think of that. But um, like it, 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 I think it allows really anybody. And like you were saying yourself, you could kind of resonate with that. It allows anybody to sort of step into this world, no matter where you come from. So just a credit to Netflix and this movie for being able to do that. It didn't feel like it was... And I want to hear your opinion on that too. Like, did you feel like, how much did you feel like you were an outsider to this movie? Or like, did you feel like you were sort of with the character? Like, I want to understand your perspective on that. Well, obviously I was with the character. Like they established pretty early. Like it's, you, you, you gain a lot of sympathy for him quite early on with him, especially. Um, I was just, um, while watching it, like it was a combination of, okay, trying to learn the character, but also trying to learn like, the circumstances around um in which he is found so like Hmm. that was not taxing but like just um from like someone who's not really been exposed to indian culture much it was jarring and i think it yeah might have been aided in the sympathy of him because i come from like you know um well the West. Canada. 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 Let's just say it like that. We're the fucking nicest country in the world. Oh, come on now. I, 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 we might be I have the nicest of country in the Canada. world. But like in terms of niceness and politeness, we might be that. I actually have a people. theory on that. I think... Okay. Who's nicer than us? No, no, no. I think Canada is so irrelevant that people just say things like they would um, someone they really haven't really met. Like, oh yeah, he's nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. That, that's Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so you think we're like so passive aggressive? We're just like. I think we're, we're like so it. irrelevant like, <laughs> and people know so little about us that they're just like, oh, yeah, he's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good guy. But we are nice. I mean, I want to, like, honestly, like, my, my own upbringing here, I've noticed it. Like, people are overly nice here, like, overly wanting to say thank you and, and hold the door for you. And just like those polite things that are less of a cultural norm i feel like in other places of the world at least to like other places where i've traveled you know like i'm expect i'm expecting if you're walking out of the door you'll hold that door for me in canada you know like that's a cultural norm but that's not the case other places like or, or, or like just thank <laughs> there's you there's whatever. one observation i had in this movie and we're like wait they don't line yeah. up to buy stuff <laughs> yeah yeah the liquor scene when he's buying the liquor no that's just the Buddy, liquor, welcome like the to clothes and everything i'm just like what people don't line up yeah. to buy stuff here oh no but there's that liquor scene where, where it's just like a mob of people trying to buy one tiny bar like one tiniest mickey of all time like they don't have any lcbos man Nah, nothing like that it's just it's it, that's just crazy to me 
It like India is the only time I'm doing crazy. that is like at like at an actual bar when I have to like fucking yeah. wave a twenty. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's a good analogy actually. India is basically like like twelve thirty to one a.m. at a bar. Yeah, in Canada, that makes sense. It's just yeah. It's it's very close to it. It actually is very. I don't know. I don't know why that stuck out to me personally, but I just it just did. I'm like, oh wait, yeah, okay. Well, when you think about it, there's India is like India and China are basically half the world's population, or something like that. Like what is it, mm-hmm. one third or half of the world's population? So India has a lot of fucking people. That's my point. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of people, and you can't cater to all those people. That's a sad truth. What? Can- so there's so many of these forgotten people that are just. Like there's a scene of just the guy shitting on, on rubble, like in just like you know a wasteland sort of thing in 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 um you know Indian village, um you know, and it's such a familiar sight. I feel like for most people coming out of that place, it's just like there's no fucking toilets, there's no public health hygiene, government sanitation, nothing like that. There's just forgotten people, and you just shit where you need to shit. I think that one shot just tells you everything you need to know about India. Speaking of Balram, he's so culturally insensitive. He starts like shit talking me right to my face at the end of the movie, saying the age of the white man is over. I'm like, what are you? Oh yeah. I'm like, what what did (laughs) did I do? So I saw that meme on Twitter. There was like a picture of that posted on Twitter, and that's what made me want to watch the movie. I was like, what movie is this where a brown man is talking like this? Let me fucking watch this movie. I got amped at that. I'll not lie to you. Oh, like that's 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 the balls of a fucking. Those are some big balls coming out of a brown man right there to talk like that. I'll tell you that right now. That's that's uh not that I'm fully fucking. I'm saying down with the white man. I'm definitely not. I love the white people. You know, <laughs> my brother. He, he didn't even meet a white with person you. in this movie. He's never met a white person in his life. There's not even one white person in this movie. There's one Asian guy. That's the closest thing you get. That's all you get. Yeah. And. But I think the sentiment of where he's coming from is true to the character, which is like, it, it's his mindset that this is, like, he's pure driven by his ambition. Like, nothing will get in his way. It's cutthroat. Fuck everybody else. You know what I mean? It's just fuck everybody else. Um, I think that's the sentiment of what he's trying to say. Which is where he loses me as a character. <laughs> Don't take it personally. No, 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 not that. Like, his, his fuck everyone else <laughs> sentiment. Yeah. Not just the white man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't want to get too attached to the characters of this one because by the end of the movie, I, I can't relate to him. I think, it, like, yeah, you're right. Like, I, I get, at a certain point, I'm fully with this guy. And by the end of the movie, I'm like, whoa, you, you went too far. But I think at the end of the day, this might be, I don't know how successfully is this or it's not this, but my interpretation of it is that this is some sort of a commentary on the people of India. Like, this could be some guy out there right now. You know, that very well could be the case. That this guy killed his masters, rose up to become some boss of some business. And this is the shit he's talking about. He's saying, down with the white man, down with everybody else. This is our time that for prosperity. kind of makes sense because you know? at the end where he's like, you know why they never caught me? Because my face could be half the people in India. Right. That was, that was my favorite line in the movie. I'm like, that's a fucking fact and a half. Nobody's catching this guy. I was saying that from the beginning. I'm like... But I don't care where you're posting that picture. There's a billion guys that look exactly like that. They're not catching literally them. a billion. I, I love that they yeah. I love that they acknowledge that point. Well, anyways, yeah, um, yeah. People joke about all Asians look alike. Like, nah, man. Walk into a fucking Indian bar, not Indian bar. What am I saying? Walk into any place like an Indian restaurant. You're like, whoa. For me, at least, I'm like, whoa, cousin, brother, <laughs> probably, uncle, <laughs> probably, all of that. <laughs> Family reunion right here. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I love, I yeah, I love this movie. Honestly, as much as I have problems with this movie, I love this movie in a weird way. Uh, I think it's a good movie. It's a movie I'll tell people to watch. Like, I don't know how many times I'll watch it again because I think after our first viewing, I've gotten what you know what the movie intends for me to get. I don't know how much you can get from a second viewing. Um, but like you said, you there's sort of a cultural shock that you get. There's sort of that, you know, just questioning of ideologies um, and motivation and stuff like that. And I think that's what it sort of wants to deliver. It's just like, this is how people are around the world, you know, like from the corner, from this corner to the next. It's just, it's not what you're looking at at your neighbor. It's, there's just like, there's different people, different ideologies out there. I would I would you know? say that if it weren't for the end, where it seems um, pretty 
plain and clear like what they're trying to say like there's no yeah ideological difference like it had me but then yeah then it lost me so that, i feel you i feel you there that's just uh i don't know i got i got nothing else on it though yeah yeah that ending still i think as far as endings go it's a for me at least and like for my family it was a conversation provoker it, it led to a massive discussion so I can appreciate it in that sense. Like, you know, maybe that's what the movie was trying to do. I don't know. Okay, but was it a conversation Um, provoker because of the nuance or because of its being out of place? Oh, yeah. No, well, both. Because, you know, I was coming at it like this was... Before that ending, I was like, you know, I was like looking around like, yo, this is a sick movie. Like, this is sick. I'm telling my mom and dad, like, this is sick. And they're like, yeah, this is like, this was 20 years ago for me. (laughs) Like, that's what my mom and dad are telling me. Like, this is what we saw. I was like, oh, word, like, this is, uh, like, not what I saw, but this is pretty sick. And by the ending, it was, like, it was so rushed where I was having problems with the film, like, the filmography, like, the filmography, the filmmaking sort of aspect of it. But I didn't want that to get too twisted into, like, what the meaning was trying to be. Um, like, I had my my problems with the sort of rushness and the, um, the pacing, but... I was trying to follow like, okay, what is the information they're feeding me? So our, our actual discussion just hinged on what is the meaning of this movie? Like, what is it trying to say to us as an audience? Um, so like, I, I completely understand like this movie has its flaws and valid flaws at that. Like where, where you're coming from is just, it loses you at the end. But at least for me, it made me think about it a lot about what, like to this day, honestly, like in preparation for this discussion, I've been thinking about, like, what is this movie trying to say? Um, to me... So I think that's a credit to the film. Okay, I would say this movie made me think of what it's trying to say, but not as a point of, like, nuance, at a, at a point of confusion. That's where mm. I think, like... Actually, like, now that I've been, like, talking about this movie for, like, an hour, I, I think actually... Like, I hate to say it, I, I think I don't like this movie for mm. some reason. That bro, that's fair. My mom didn't like this movie at all. Yeah, like it, 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 it's it's good, but it's not. That's <laughs> you you know what I mean. Yeah. Ah oh, fuck. What what did you like about it? What didn't I like about it? Yeah, like the ending specifically. It was that that threw you off. Not just the ending. There's like character inconsistencies throughout. Where I don't know if they were intentional or not. Again, I was confused. I didn't know if it was nuance or if it was like lack of craftsmanship. If you know what I mean. It's um hmm. um. If okay, like I'll say this: if you're if you're confused about nuance and lack of craftsmanship, then that comes down to lack of craftsmanship. I think at the end of the day, yeah. Um, I'll give I'll give that point, you know, to that. Um, I'm like I was like I was consciously trying to remind myself, like, don't think too much about the filmmaking aspect of this. You know, I've 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 so many times I've ruined a movie watching experience because I'm thinking too much about the making of the thing. So like I had to remind myself, like, okay. Yes, the pacing is way too jarring. They rushed the ending, but I wanted to stay true to like, what is this movie trying to be about? What is it saying? And the confusion of that is like, you're absolutely right. There is a massive confusion at the end. Not just the but, end. I don't know. Uh, the, 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 even like with, uh, I forget her name, the, the fucking American wife. She, yeah, Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, she she uh, confused. Pinky. She confused. Pinky. What a hell. fucking typical name. Yeah. Indians. She confused the hell out of me. And I didn't know if it was from nuance or confusion, but at the end it was from confusion. Cause I just, I just didn't understand why her character was flip flopping. There was like some plot lines that just went nowhere. With, well, what with do you, what do you, yeah, okay, let's talk about what do you mean with her? What do you mean with her? Yeah. I mean, I felt like that was cause she's a, she's like in a Westernized Indian. That's the impression that we get. Like, that's what the information we get. So she, like she can't handle what she's just seen and been through. right, but then so she, she goes dips. right back and starts treating Balram like shit. In what way? Well, one berating her, berating him for like smelling like shit, looking like shit. Um. Uh, with regards to that tea scene, and then, um, uh, like the way she treated him uh, after the party, I was just like, I I, yeah. th- I thought this was some character i could attach on to that turns out mm, not I see but then saying. at the her end like at the ending of her arc it's yeah. very clear like they go one way with her like yeah she's like sort of like a, bene- a benev- uh, benevolent character for him mm. but like w- mm. with regards to what they showed throughout the movie it didn't seem that way 
And yeah. It, so that was like one thing that left me confused as well. Um, and then, oh, the the younger, the youngest brother, um, he confused me, but that made a little more sense at the end for me. I think um, it just seemed like he was, yeah, he felt more clear. Like I, I, I think you're right. Like the with with Pinky, it's more. You're right. Like she did treat him like shit, but then she did stand up for him at the same time. Like yeah. So that's a bit confusing. So it was nuance at first until the end, where it was like right gave him the ninety three hundred dollars. Like thank you. And I was like, okay, then it's benevolence. Like, which one is it? Well, yeah. And then even I love the line where he even says like, it should be ten times that. It should be a hundred thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> or a hundred thousand fucking rupees. Yeah. I don't even know the exchange rate on rupees. It's shit. It's terrible. It's like, bro, he made fifty bucks. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Sometimes I think when the Canadian dollar is bad, I just look over and I'm like, oh, that house there yeah. that costs uh, twenty million yeah, rupees. Man. Oh, what's that in Canadian? I remember. I remember when I was a kid and I went to India and I was like, I was like nine years old and I said, dad, can I have an ice cream? And he gave me 50 rupees. And in my head, like my young ass head, like 50 rupees, like $50. Like I was making the comparison to dollars. Like, That's a lot of money. I could buy a fucking, a fucking transformer with that. Like a, like a legendary size transformer, like an Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking as an eight year old. And then he gives me that for an ice cream, like 50 rupees like what the fuck I remember bro? when I was like what? four years old the concept of money I was just like if you ha- you have one money like a quarter is a money a loony is a money <laughs> and yeah. when I went through one day like going through my piggy bank I'm like I have 180 money I could buy it <laughs> <laughs> I could it was all it was all one thing to you. it was just money yeah I have 180 money and my plan was yeah. to um take that 180 money and um buy an Ovilus the Tormentor Yu-Gi-Oh card. So like, I bet you that, I bet you 180 money Jeez. would buy one of those. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. But the, yeah, that's like other things. There's like, I don't I mean, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards in itself was currency at that age. So I don't know. Oh God, yeah. That was like, that's like if you were today buying Bitcoin, like Yu-Gi-Oh might've been the Bitcoin of the early 2000s. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah. Well, it is it's now. Like, one. Have you seen the prices <laughs> jump? For what? Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, cards or Bitcoin? Old, Yu-Gi-Oh, old Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, yeah. No, real shit. Even Pokemon cards. It's like, yeah, that's a lucrative market. I can't believe that's I got lucrative rid of all my fucking Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon cards. I'm such a fucking idiot. Yeah, well. Oh, well, I guess I don't deserve <laughs> the money. Did you, get, did you get rid of it or did your parents get rid of it? I don't remember. All I know is like yeah. I had like almost the entire Tomb World set for Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, <laughs> Like with Toon, Blue Eyes, oh, White Dragon, Toon, um, oh, Toon, Girl, or, or Black Magician Girl, shit like that. You know that, you know that, that, um, Kaiba, my boy, in like the, in the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime, yeah, yeah, yeah. the white-haired guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I had yeah. his deck. Oh my god. So. That's heartbreaking, man. Quite. I feel your pain. Quite. Yeah. They even had a Black Eyes, Red Dragon, or a Red Eyes, Black Dragon. If you know, then you know. Well, um, I've said my piece. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. That's it for yeah. you. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I'll leave it at this. Um, I, I I suggest everybody watch this movie. Like this is coming from, you know, probably said a hundred times. I uh, I'm Indian, and I want more people to learn about my culture and my country. Um. I, I feel like it's not known enough about like the fact that it's like it's jarring for anybody to watch this movie and be like wow there's caste systems in India and people are treated like this it's like yeah man this has been the case for thousands of years literally like one of the oldest civilizations in the world it's not really changed in, in many ways it's still been like this I think there's like you know I think that's what I was might have been separating from this movie whereas you were coming at it from a very like you know fair very fair and objective stance of just as a movie as a film you know i do appreciate um, it from the culture perspective i will say that for sure i think i think i think that it's like it's true to the culture in many ways and it's um there's a lot you can learn from it so i'm glad you could you could see that but i agree with what what you also brought up in the faults and the criticisms because i agreed with many of them um for me just speaking on myself i think i watched it less of you know, from a filmmaking point of view, which is what I usually do. And I just watched it from a 
immersion standpoint and i think that's how i would recommend people to go into it i think it's for the most part people listening to this podcast are just um you know people who um you know just want to check this out i think will watch it and learn something from it rather than analyze it in a in a in a movie standpoint i think the more jarring aspects are the cultural things rather than the pacing and the things that we sort of brought up but i'd be curious to know what people think like for you i guess okay if you were to like summarize this movie did the credit like did the criticism you brought the faults of it take away from your experience or was the was the movie itself the story captivating for you enough to be like yeah i'm, I'm with it hmm i was with it uh from the cultural perspective but it, it was also so jarring that i just reverted back to my normal movie watching mode mm. yeah, if you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like i i, I, I yeah, couldn't yeah. get lost in the sauce per se because it was just i i feel that so outside yeah. of me so yeah um perhaps for someone who's not so like cinematically inclined i would recommend this movie mm-hmm. yeah um I, I i kind of fit the same way I, there was times i had to constantly remind myself like just fucking try and watch it just try and see what the fuck they're talking about but there's plenty of jarring enough things where you're just gonna pull back for a second so yeah no fault to you as an audience or anything like that bro like i think like the fact that you could actually appreciate even the little amounts of it like i i, I appreciate that i appreciate that this movie acts sort of in that kind of sense of just like opening the doors a little bit so that's cool so now i have to um, get you to watch letter kenny <laughs> fuck no yes man man my roommate's trying to get me to try to get me to watch that shit a while ago but maybe i will i don't know it's a good show yeah, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched Trailer Park Boys. I like Trailer Park Boys a lot. Then you, then I, I feel that like shit, you'd actually. like Letter Kenny. Okay. Anyways, we'll see. But um, yeah, we'll leave it at that, I guess. If um, you know, if you're watching this, drop a drop a like, drop a thumbs up, drop a heart, drop a you know whatever social media platform you're on watching, drop a something, drop a something, and uh, subscribe, <laughs> and rate, and share it with friends. I think that's the most important thing. Share the show with somebody um we're yeah me and Cheney were just talking about this i think we'll uh open up a we'll start promoting more on instagram we'll start posting more stuff perhaps open up a twitter you know carry out some discussions on there some filmic discussions um so you know mm-hmm. gauge us on the gram let us know what you want us to talk about what you want us to watch if you'd like to discuss more if you hate us if you love us doesn't matter let us know and uh we'll see you on the next one and yeah, if you hate us, share us with someone you hate. <laughs> exactly. Signing off. Because two two hates make a love. <laughs> that's that's how we'll leave it.